This is the Brew World Order Podcast. Welcome to the Brew World Order Podcast, the podcast where we talk to brewery owners and ask them questions about owning a brewery so that future brewery owners can learn a thing or two. My name is Mike Curtin. If you haven't subscribed yet, stop being selfish. It's not that hard. This is episode number 79. In this episode, I sit down with Carl Hughes of Bucket Brigade Brewery in Cape May, New Jersey. Carl tells us how he didn't expect the competition and when opening his brewery to be so cutthroat, why his patrons call him the Walter White of the operation, and how he made the change from being a firefighter to being a brewery owner. He found himself caring more because it was actually his home and business as opposed to one shared by a bunch of other people. This episode, which was released on September 11th, was one of the more special ones to me. Not only is Carl a retired firefighter, but his brewery basically pays homage to the job and the brothers and sisters we've lost along the way. My heart goes out to all those that we lost on 9-11. This episode is dedicated to you. Hey, I'm Mike Curtin. This is the Brewer Old Order Podcast. And today I'm with Carl Hughes of Bucket Brigade Brewery in Cape May, New Jersey. Carl, how's it going, man? Going good. How are you? Right, all right. Thank you for taking out the time to be here. Uh, I know you're on vacation right now. I appreciate you doing this. I don't get very many vacations, so yeah, uh, it's not a big deal. I'm Any, sorry. Listen, anything, anything for a brother fireman. I appreciate that. You have no idea. Uh, so yeah, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, like where you grew up, and uh, you know, I know what you did, firefighter, but just tell me how it like kind of transitioned to you and owning a brewery. So I grew up in uh, Lower Township, Cape May County. <clears throat> it's right outside the city of Cape May. My family, I'm 13 generation. We've been there a pretty long time. Um, so from there, you know, graduated to local high school, which is now a lot bigger than it was then, and a whole nine yards. And we decided that we we're going to, I guess, take a noble profession and start as a policeman. Don't don't fault me for that. Uh, and then. I- no I realized real I realized real quick that I didn't like that, so I went into the fire department, uh, transitioned over, and I spent some time uh, doing aircraft rescue firefighting up in Marstown, how far from where you're at, across the river there. Right. I did three years on the airfield there. I did EMS for six years. Don't I don't know why I did that, but I did it. Uh, I did the police thing, like I told you, and then I went out west and fought forest fires a couple of times uh, in Oregon and Washington State. Very cool. And uh, late nineties, early two thousands, and then I uh, I got hired uh, by the state, uh, believe it or not, on a psychiatric institution hospital grounds, and they hired me as an assistant institution fire chief, and then I transitioned into fire chief after five years, and then I retired. And that's my pretty much career. Besides thirty years in the volunteer company, you know, you got to have the side side gig going too. Right, right. So that's it. And then I decided when I was retiring, I said, you know. Ironically enough, we're down in uh, South Carolina right now. Uh, we're outside Columbia on Lake Mary. And it was here where I decided that I was like, I could have a brewery on the lake with boats coming one way, cars the other way. I called the Lake Mary Brewery. My friends make barbecue and sweet tea and all that. I had this whole big vision and it ended up transitioning, not here. But when I got back into the firehouse, the guys were like, oh, we want to open Rita's Water Ice. So let's open up Primo's Hoagies. And, and I said, I don't want none of that. Yeah, and I right. turned to my buddy and said, I'll do a brewery. And my brother said, well, I can engineer the stuff. And one thing led to another, and we started brewing in the garage. And six months later, we opened the brewery. Very cool. So now we're are we five years. So it'll be five years in November. Right. 2017, you opened, right? 
Yep. Yep. November 2017. Very cool. Um, and that, that's the short story. Of it. There's a lot, a lot more uh, intense than that. But that's the short story. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, I'll, I'll be asking you some questions about it along the way. So, um, during that during that process of of opening, um, you never owned a brewery before. Uh, from the moment you came up with the idea to open to the moment you actually opened your doors, what was one of the hardest things for you? I think the hardest thing, honestly, and you're a fire guy, maybe you understand this. Business is ruthless. And we weren't prepared for that. We're, right. you know, we're the good guys. We're used to everybody's, we're coming to help them and everybody loves us and the whole nine yards. And we got into business and before we even got the doors open, other businesses were trying to sabotage us. And the town was doing different things because they were connected to the business people. And right, right. It, it was not, not uh, a good situation. So we, we muscled through it being, we've been there a long time, I guess, and knew enough people and we had a good vision and, we were honest and truthful, you know, we didn't, so it's what we are. We, you know, we were like, well, Hey, we don't, I don't understand why you're doing this to me. You know, what can we all work together? There's enough for everybody. Right. So that was the hardest part. Once we got through that and got the doors open, then it was up to us to make it get to where it is from there. Uh, and we had some bumps in the road. I mean, we've, we had two partners originally with us that are now, now not with us. Uh, so we had to go through that, them issues we had, right. uh, they made us go back through zoning and planning all over again and get engineers and things and all for a patio on the front. And that was pretty tedious. Uh, and then we had a pandemic. Now we have an economy and it's terrible. Like we've just been, it's just been the last five years been beating us yeah, right. around, but we were able to, we were able to buy a new system, uh, get cool. out of the toy system we were in. And now we can, uh, matter of fact, my son who's sitting next to me now, we were just uh, going over the canning line. We're going to get a little small little canning line so we can start getting cans out in people's hands. So it, we've come a long way, but it's been a, a tough road. And I think for, for business in general, most businesses and everybody I ever talked to, you always struggle. It's capital. Capital is always the problem. That's true. Uh, there's always there's never enough, you know? Yeah. And then everything dumped back in. So, and, and as you grow bigger and bigger, it's bigger bills, bigger problems, bigger, you know how that works. So, right. so yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy. I, my advice would be anybody who wants to open up a brewery. First of all, don't do it in New Jersey. <laughs> that's the first place. Go to a state that's friendly. Right. And wants to work with you. That's pretty wild. Uh, hey, you talk about, uh, like it's tough over here. People being ruthless. I think you can uh, elaborate on anything specific that kind of sticks out. Well, uh, yeah, they, one guy owned a bar up the street. Uh, the other ones thought they were sneaky and they were trying to open up a brewery and we beat them to the punch and didn't know it in town. So he was sat on the zoning board. So like they were all just beating us into the ground and I kind of realized what was going on. And I made some phone calls and my friends were like, I don't think that's what's going on. Then about three weeks later, they called back and said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're trying to hammer you. And then that was the end of that. They kind of squashed it. Yeah. Everybody's out for their own type of situation. Yeah. yeah. And they realize now we're not even hurting them. Actually, we brought business to their businesses. Of course. Breweries usually bring people so, to an area. So it's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. But people think they have the monopoly, I guess, you know? Right. Right, right, right. Um, and uh, what was that exact moment for you? Um that aha moment when you decided that we're doing this, we're opening a brewery. 
<laughs> I'll probably get in trouble for this, but probably when my wife, when my wife thought it was just a, uh, a hobby and uh, we kind of made a pinky shake, she wanted a coffee business with her brother. And I said, good, I'm going to do a brewery with my brother. And she kind of laughed and went, yeah. And then I came back and I said, hey, by the way, we put money down on a building. And she was like, what? I thought this was just a joke. I'm like, eh, no. Pinky <laughs> swore, man. I got dreams, lady. <laughs> yeah, so but the coffee, okay. business, the coffee business, we don't have no more. We sold out of that, and we right. still have the brewery. So well, that was probably the aha. And I, both of them. I mean, I'm drinking coffee right now, and I'm probably be drinking beer in a couple of hours. So, I mean, I kind of look nice. Also, so, I completely understand. Yeah, we both uh, chose those routes. Uh, and speaking of family, uh, I make family and business work for you how many so my brother and i um we're twins i'm four minutes older than he is so it's him and i it's my son now who's taking up a lot of the um the bulk now you know we're getting a little older and slowing down some you know he worked in tailgate brewery in nashville it's one of the biggest breweries out there he learned a lot out there brought his uh, knowledge and thoughts and all home so now we're getting a little more creative, you know, my brother and I were kind of old school, you know, English style beers and things like that. You know, he's, he's bringing the creativity to it, which is what it needs. Uh, you know, so I, I think we're transitioning some right now. I mean, we're still going to be the same brewery we always were, but we want to, we want to market out a little bit to some different things now. You know, we, I think we got to, to be honest, I think we got stagnant. My brother and I, we got a little stale because We've been doing this for so long and, you know, we started to get a little tired, I guess, and worn out doing all these jobs and beat up by pandemics and everything else. So he he's bringing blood. some life to it. Yeah, he's bringing the life back to it, rejuvenating me. Even my brother at times, he's getting him a little hyped up, you know. Right. Uh, it's good. It's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. New ideas and everything, mixing it up for sure. You know, younger crowd, you know, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, and where did you uh, find the capital to Oberry? Believe it or not, uh, I, I, before I retired, I borrowed from my pension. Okay. Which, you know, that's an easy way to do. borrow from my pension. It's a I scary way, but comp. it's an easy way, right? <laughs> yeah, I took my deferred comp and right. and uh, my low sap that I had from the volunteer fire company and, you know, wherever I could get it. I took my, my part from there and I'm sure my brother did his thing. I never really asked him. And and our other two partners, you know, I think one of them had some money from a, a medical uh, suit and somebody and Mark and I think Mark uh, had divorced where he split a house or something. I don't really quite know. I can't remember. It was something to that effect. But everybody's money came from somewhere. We didn't go to a bank. We used all our own personal money. Right. Nice. I'm yeah. sure uh, that was a little bit of a scary situation for you, for all of you. And uh, I don't open. think I'll ever get it back. But it is what it is. Might not I don't think I'll ever see it. Back. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, Harley. You don't get your money back. Exactly. Uh, and what do you think? Something that you never thought you were going to have to deal with when opening a brewery. Oh, man, that's a good question. There's so many things that, that come up. I mean. I don't know. I mean, I, I expected the legalities of it, but at times I didn't think, 
I wasn't expecting the the people that regulate things to be as tough on us as they are right now. You know, right. you guys in New York, you in New York, you can have food, you can have other spirits and, you know, most of Pennsylvania can, Delaware can, New Jersey. I mean, they just, they beat us into the ground. We can't, we can't have live music. You only allow 25 events and you got to tell the ABC, then they got to prove it. And then wow. if you want to have something else, go to police chief and then he's got to approve it before they approve it. And, and, you know, can't have food trucks, can't have coffee, can't put flavors in beers, can't, 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 just keeps on snowballing. That's, so right now we're trying, it's crazy. It's crazy. That's, uh, uh I mean, pretty wild. The, the Brewer Association of Pennsylvania has wrote a big article and said, anybody wants to jump the river, come on over. We got our arms wide open waiting for you. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, we're. That, that hurts us, and, I, and it's a shame because the same people that tried to stifle us in the beginning when we were opening are the same ones that got a bigger lobby than we do that go around and use that lobby to, to crush. So I got it on a small level locally. Now I'm getting it on a larger level, you know, you would through think state. By, so same premise. Right. You would think by now everything, uh, you know, changed and kind of leveled up with the surrounding states. As far as laws go, yeah, well, I mean, New Jersey, New Jersey's been known to be uh, the way they are. Yeah, I'm trying to be nice, say anything out of line. Uh, you know, it is what it is in New Jersey. That's all I'll say. Yeah, it's a little. Hopefully, we get uh, we get uh, you know some people who get a little smarter and wiser come out and make a difference. And uh, you know, we got some legislators that are working real hard. Uh, Senator Testa down here in Cape May, right. Um, and a couple other ones uh, throughout the state are, are working on some legislation uh, when the session comes back here, which probably this week maybe or next week, uh, to start working on this brewery issue. Well, I hope that works out in your favor for sure, man. I hope so. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, and what do you think is one of the hard adjustments you had to make from when you opened till now? There's a couple things. I mean... I was running the fire department, you know, that was somebody else's business, basically. Now it's, now, you know, you, you find yourself turning lights off here and, you know, whoa, what's this? What's that? You know, it's, it's a whole different world. You, I'm not saying we weren't prideful because, you know, we're very prideful to be in the fire department. You know, we took pride and all, but, it, you know, it, and I always acted like it was my place, but deep down, it wasn't mine. Right. This is mine. You know, my investment, this represents me everything about it. So when people come there, I want it to be the best it could possibly be clean, everything looking good, you know, no mistakes. I mean, things happen and all, but I want them to walk in and, and we're trying to give them a little taste of what we live. Right. You know, I always say, I, and I don't mean rude, but civilians, you know, trying to give the civilian a, a, a taste of what we live and how we live. You know, when they come through the door, we're so relaxed and so easy going. I mean, people ask for something like, yeah, it's over there on the counter. Go get it. You know, I do this, yeah. Just don't destroy the place. Have fun, right? You know what I mean? It's just the firehouse, yeah. Pretty and much. That's how we run it. Yeah, you run it, it like make, make, make yourself at home, yeah. I mean, if I gotta wait on you, it's, uh, it's uh, just go get it, you know. Exactly. So that's that's how we, we we try to. We've got a real friendly atmosphere. We have, have a lot of patrons that have come in and and met each other now and have become friends. And it, we have a different vibe because of the way we are and who we are, you know, the lives that we live. So it, it always kind of shocks some people because they're like, we don't understand, like, 
how, how, like your vibe is totally different than everybody else's. Well, I don't know. It's, it's what we are. It's who we are. It's what we do. You know, you know it's, I don't know. It's, it's in you, you know, you're, you're on the job, you know, it's just what you are, you know, yeah, right. and any given moment, pipe bands, you've got pipe bands walking through the door. People are like, oh, the pipe bands here. <laughs> yeah. Whatever driving by, they were headed down the road and they decided to stop in. You know, it's one of those kind of joints. Yeah. Have a cup of coffee, sit down. It's bullshit. You know? Yeah. In any given day, there's guys sitting at the end of the bar talk, talking about, you know, I was in Jersey city and I'm FDNY and I'm Philadelphia and I'm, you know, from out West, we even get them from all over, you know, and they start talking shop and, it's like being in a firehouse, hanging at the at the bar, you know. Yeah, I went to actually I went to uh, Colorado Springs for the uh, for the Wall Firefighter Memorial for one of the guys that passed from nine eleven related illness, and man, I was overwhelming. I mean, you you met guys from all over oh, yeah. the country, and everybody's cool as cool as hell. Everybody's there for the thing, you know, and it's just uh, it's it's you're in awe. Of everything, just it's just yeah. you, you so, so can't believe we're, it. We're honorary members of the Camden County Emerald Society Pipe and Drums. My brother and I, uh, at one point, I did play the pipes, so and now I'm on the tenor drum. He's on the tenor drum, right. and uh, they invited us to the National Fallen Firefighter Memorial in Emmitsburg every year. And we're the only brewery in the country that are affiliated with the Fallen Firefighter Foundation. As a matter of fact, we're doing an event at Wildwood uh, Convention September 16th with the Fallen Firefighters. Our beer will be there. And, uh, we're allowed to use their logos and and different things, uh, sign a contract with them and all. Right, it's called an affiliation. Right, it's called. Right. So we raise uh, money on that and send it to them and all that. So uh, I know what you're talking about. When the first time down in Emmitsburg for the memorial with the pipe band, uh, I guess you, maybe you have to be on the job to understand. I mean, the right. chills that go through your body. Right. And the magnitude of it all, you know, it, it's, it's something to... It's almost uh, like you don't want to see it. it you but can't. You can't the, describe it. You can't describe the feeling. No, I can't. You know, I don't. I can't. You have to be there to understand, right? And you have to have it in your heart to understand right. what's going on. You know, just I, I was holding. I was holding the flag for uh, the firefighter from my house uh, to re- as like you know representing him, and at the end, everybody walks through the line of, of pipe and drums. And it's just so loud and so crazy. And you're just like, like it builds you up. It's nuts. I, I, you know, like you said, you can't explain it out of control. It's out of control, but, but it's awesome. It is. It is. But again, it's sad that we have to do those things. Right. Of course. uh, At all. But at the end of the day, our brothers and sisters deserve that send off. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and what are some qualities that you possess that make you a good business owner? I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough question. Isn't it? Um, I think I have a, a, a good sense. Uh, they call me, I don't know. They call me Walter White, the patrons. Walter White. I don't know. They're like, yeah, they're like, he's the brains of the operation. My brother, he's the other guy, you know, I right. kind of come up with some creative things and, uh, marketing and design things and all, you know, I'm, okay. I'm good at the, the firefighter portion of it because that was my life. So it comes easy and natural to me to be able to design these things and, and all, I mean, what, what a fireman like, they like food, they like beer and they like nostalgia. Got to have the best nostalgia, best shirt, best pin, best coin. You know, where'd you get that? Oh, I got that. Brigade, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I, 
well, I kind of use that mentality when I'm doing these things. Right. Uh, so I think that's probably my best quality besides being uh, pretty personable and friendly. Uh, I'll go out to everybody in the bar and just say, hey, how are you? Where'd you come from? And thanks for coming in and shake hands and thank people when they're going out the door. And, you know, I, I've got many connections that way. And, uh, you know, hey, look, can you ship me something? Yeah, yeah, ship you that. Don't worry about it. And guys will ship stuff back. And, right. I, I, I think that's probably my best quality business wise. Yeah. You know, I'm, I don't, I struggle a little bit on the business side of it, but I'm able to get through it because, uh, you know, I ran the fire department. So I try to run the business like the fire department, but there's times where it needs a little more than me. And my wife's very business. So then I got to go to her and have her get me over that crest a little bit, you know? Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. We're still here. So I'm doing something right. Yep. Keep it going. So, uh, I'm sure there's, been some mistakes or things made you know, over time that you've done that you wish you could have redone. Uh, what's one of those things that you wish you could have went back and redone before it happened? Yeah, that's, that, that's life. And there's a lot of things in life I'd like to go back and redo. I'd like to go back and redo my career. It went by too fast. Yeah, right. For sure. Uh, but as yeah. far as far as but your brewery goes. Listen, you know, <laughs> yeah, but you know as well as I do, you know, we don't dwell on that stuff. We move on because the next job's in front of us. Right. And we don't we don't really look back. You know, we might talk about things and all that, but we don't really look back. We're looking ahead what's what's gonna happen next for us. Okay. What do we gotta prepare for, you know? Right. Gotcha. It's a good way. It's a good way to think. I like it. Uh and I'm sure you've met a lot of people in the beer industry now being in the beer industry. Um, maybe even before you got, before you got into owning a brewery, but, uh, who do you think's inspired most in the beer industry? You know, when we first started this in the garage, uh, we were watching YouTube videos of a guy named Joe Fisher. <clears throat> excuse me. He was, uh, brewing in, <clears throat> excuse me, he was brewing in his garage. And I believe Joe was an engineer. So he had done, made all these different things. Like North Jersey, Joe was from, uh, around Hackettstown. So we watched him, tried to learn from him and emulate him and do the different things. He eventually opened his own brewery up there in Hackettstown. It's called Manskirt. Manskirt. Uh, has a kilt and a whole right. And we never met Joe, but some friends of his had come to our brewery about two years ago. And I had given them a challenge coin. They said, you take us back to Joe and tell him the story that I just told you. Right. And they told Joe. Joe sent some pictures back and a nice little thing and everything also. Uh, I don't really know him. They don't really know us, but he was the one that really got us going. Big inspiration for you guys. And then after that, we kind of kind of started following. Uh, locally, we followed Slack Tide because uh, they were growing. They were the year or two before us, so they were growing at a nice pace. So we were trying to just kind of learn from them and piggyback a little bit to, to move us along. Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, how do you define success? It's funny you say that because it isn't the money for me. Right. It's when I see people come in there and they're taking massive amounts of beer out the door with them. That's, you know, you're doing good when they're, they're taking cans or growler cans or growlers <clears throat> excuse me filled and all that you know those are the types of things and it's like the stuff on the walls we have memorabilia from all over i mean some of it's probably worth tons of money if you ebayed it and all that stuff 
but it's the little things that are that mean the most, like the uh, the pictures my buddy Bobby gave me from nine eleven on my fiftieth birthday, Kurt and I's fiftieth birthday, right. that are on the wall of him and his uh, crew, New Jersey Task Force One Squad Seven, I think it was. You know, those pictures I know that mean the world to Bobby. That that meant a lot to me. Um, you know, the certificate on the wall from Chief Spiegel, congratulating us. You know, when your peers do that for you, then you know you've come full circle. It, the business is one thing, uh, but it all comes together there. But but they're the things that mean the most to us. Right. Uh, I guess because we're fire guys. We're not business guys. We're fire guys. Right. Yeah. The acceptance of your peers and the, the admiration of your peers is, uh, it seems to be important. Yeah. It, it really is. It's kind of crazy though, right? Yeah, I don't care what these yeah, guys think. Little... And then you get it and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the little things, you know, when the guys come in there and they're like, oh, look, you know, we got the patches all over the walls. I think I sent you pictures of the brewery. Yes. Uh, you know, patches you all over the wall, looking for theirs or, hey, mine's not there. You put it up. Yeah, give it to me now. We'll glue it up on the wall. You know, those, those things like that. That means a lot to them that, right. you know, that they're reckoning, you know. I'm definitely going to make my way down there, man. That place, that place looks really awesome. I like it. I love the way it's set up. Um, and is there a moment that actually sticks out for you? Uh for owning your brewery that it's kind of like a kind of made you stand back. Like this is going in the right direction. I don't think there's just one. There's probably a few of them. I mean, simple little things again for me, I'm a simple guy. Uh, You know, I, I just go out and sit in one of the chairs and act like I'm a patron and say, well, I like this place. Do I like it? What, what don't I like about it? Or what, what do I like about it? And, you know, hang with the people and drink a beer or two and I'll get the feel for it. And I'll go, ah, okay, this is cool. I like it, you know? Right. So the, those those kind of moments, you know, uh, we've had some cool aha moments where we've had, uh, um, you know, our anniversary last year was a good uh, good gig. You know, we had the uh, Cam County Amersite Pipe and Drums. We had a Ben Franklin impersonator. Uh, we had Congressman Van Drew and all the other uh, dignitaries and, you know, friends and family you know, like that was a really good time uh, some of our st patty's gigs have been some of the best st patty's gigs around awesome uh, so i had some good fun times now we own a fire truck we got the you know the 1977 mb mac so we're having some good fun with that riding all around hooting and hollering very cool they're they're fun times buffing it uh, out in the brewery uh, in the brewery you have ups and downs you know um some of my my fun better times are with laughing and, and drinking and hanging out with patrons, and just the the stupid stuff that comes up out of the blue. You know what I mean? They're the, they're the right. best. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean there's there's a lot of fun stuff I'm sure that comes out of it, but a lot of stress as well. Um, how important is a mental break from brew? Do you get to take those, and what does that look like? I don't get them as often as I should, but uh, like now, this my father-in-law um, said to me yesterday when we FaceTimed, uh, he said, I can see the smile on your face. He goes, you needed this. And I'm out there catching catfish and other fish and hanging with my son and my daughter. And so, you know, now that we're I'm older and they're a little older, it seems like they want to hang with me a little bit more. You know, they get to that stage where they got their own life, right. which is a lot of fun. Um, and working with my son now is a lot of fun. Uh, so I, I think they're 
her things now. My granddaughter uh, means a lot to me now. So I want to spend some more time with her. She's going to be 11 months old. So spending time with them now means more. I got older and I, I, I realized there's more important things now than I guess my own selfishness. Right. My dad, my dad always tells me a story about how his, how my grandfather used to tell him all the time is you think you love kids. He goes, just wait till you have grandkids because you're going to love them 10 times as much. And he's like, get out of here. Dad. Oh. He's like, now it's like, I totally no. see it. I totally see it. <laughs> oh, it's, it, it's true. This, this, she can't do no wrong with me. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Thing, right. Uh, yeah. And you know, I'm not going, I'm not going to get, you know, what am I going to get 20 years maybe with her? Right. You know, 30. If I'm, so I want to spend as much time with her as I can. Of course. Of course. Uh, and in in the brewing industry uh, as a whole, since you've been open, because it's been open about five years now, uh, what do you think's been the biggest change? Obviously, COVID aside, um, the biggest change beer wise in the industry. No, well, I think personally, uh, they overdid the IPAs. Uh, they just went so crazy with them. But I think that now we're starting to see a little bit more of a transition slowly, but not, you know, IPAs are still very popular, but you're starting to see a little bit more of a transition to the uh, more English style beers and the fruitier beers and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, the IPAs are always going to be popular. Don't get me wrong. Don't shoot me crowd. Right. Uh, but I, I think there is, a, there is a slight transition now going back to a more traditional beer, uh, you know, it's leveling out a little bit more. I mean, for a while there, they were just everything was an IPA. I mean, everything. no matter where you went, you, you put an you know pale ale in your mouth, it was an IPA. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> no, seriously. So because I know I, when we I, started, I we said we're, I, I completely agree with you. We said we're going to make a cream ale, we're going to make a hefeweizen, and we're going right. to make a pale ale, and we did all that. And and after we made our cream ale, then the next guy made a cream ale around town and then somebody else made a cream yeah and i'm like oh yeah okay all right so you started to see a little bit of a transition you know and i think each brewery kind of falls a, a little bit of somebody else i mean let's face it this isn't rocket science they've been making beer since the egyptians so there's no right. secret in recipes right. or anything at all you know what i mean all right. just a tweak here or there exactly and what's next for your brewery where do you see the future of bucket brigade going it's definitely going to be distribution for us the time has come to get the product out in people's hands throughout New Jersey, <clears throat> excuse me, in, into the, the beginning portions of uh, Pennsylvania, where a lot of our fan base comes for the summertime because we're a seasonal resort, seashore resort. Right. Uh, that That's the plan. I mean, we live on three sides of water. We're on a cape. So okay. when we were the sixth brewery, the tasting room could, could do very well. Now, you know, we're the, there's 10 or 12 breweries or whatever there is, so you're starting to get a little bit of probably market saturation and different options and things. And also uh, the idea is to get the product out in to distribution. It was all along. We just couldn't get there uh, money wise at the time. Now we have the system to be able to do that and the means to do it. We're, matter of fact, we were just looking at the canning machine this morning, my son and I. So that's the, that's the plan. After that, I don't know where it's going to go because that was my goal to get product in people's hands. And I said, I'd give it to us. I'm going to be 55. So they got five more years. I mean, after that, I'm calling it a day. 
Good for you. Official That's retirement. It. A second retirement. And that'll be t- <laughs> brewery business so that's enough right and uh, i know you gave us some advice before but uh if somebody come to you and ask you for some advice for opening a brewery we'll tell them well first things first if you think you have enough money double or triple that okay because it's never that's that's the first thing the other thing i would advise people to do that that, that some don't do and they really don't want to spend the money we did Get yourself legal counsel. We have an ABC lawyer. We have a regular lawyer. We have a trademark lawyer. Like, I, I didn't play around. I wanted to make sure that everything was taken care of. Right. So, you know, maybe I went a little overboard, but I wholeheartedly believe that our niche that we have and our name and everything and all that needed to be protected. Right. And we also have some protection uh, through other means like you know when you're dealing with the abc you should have a lawyer you're dealing with alcohol you know you should have a lawyer yeah got to cover all bases yeah sure and uh did you have a funny story for us <laughs> so about two months ago maybe around the beginning of the summer we we're out on the patio out front and we have a telephone pole in the corner of the parking lot and we're just hanging out there. It was me and the former mayor and another lady in town and a couple other people I can't remember. And, and, and the place was pretty well packed, mostly regulars, full of locals. And uh, out of nowhere, the transformer blew. And I remember, you know, it was so loud. Uh, I can tell you how loud it was. Yeah. And in a flame, I saw out of the corner of my eye and I could hear the stuff raining down. I took off. I just sprinted. <laughs> I took off sprinting. And uh, my friends just stayed there. They just stood there. And, uh, everybody in the brewery, like, oh, Coral came running through. He was like a, you know, like a lineman. He was just running people over through here, through there. Kind of owner are you? Uh, you know, all that kind of crazy nonsense. We all laughed about. I was it. trying to get a hose line. <laughs> yeah. well, but my natural reaction was, I'm one of them kind of guys. I'm a regular guy. Just goes to show. Fire department. These guys are civilians. They just stand there and stare at me. I'm like. It's something's bad. Get out of here. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, so I, I got mocked for about a week on that one. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, think, call you a think for yourself or I'm sure all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, no, he was so, he was so afraid. Look at him. He was running all over the place, big babe farm and you know, all that crazy nonsense. Right. I took it with a grain of salt. You know, I, I laughed and joked with it, and I cut myself up a couple times with them, and we moved on. But looking back on it now, and I mean, I, I think I did the right thing. I don't know. I, it's going to yeah. stand there. Something's wrong. Get out. Judah just said, "Go and get a hose line. Help, help out. Help everybody out." You know. <laughs> that was the next thing. The department had to come down there, and then the police department came. I'm sure. And then, then that big joke and a laugh, and I was a part of the brunt of that. And eh, whatever. It's not the first time. Yeah, I know. I deal with it all the time. We were talking about a buddy of mine and I talked about it the other day, how you could just stop, stop in the firehouse for a second and guys will all be sitting at the kitchen table. And the moment you walk in, it's like all eyes on you. You're going to get the brunt of every joke, whether it's something you're wearing, what are you doing here? When are you coming to get a free meal? Like it just, it doesn't matter. You're getting abused. But that's what, 
That's what makes it the greatest job in the world. I, I agree. I agree. I love it. I love it. And uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> me neither. Uh, so basically, I came up with the name of this segment because of being a firefighter. But this is a segment called Quick Fire Five. It's five quick questions, beer related. Ready? Try. Give it a whirl. All right. Somebody comes into your brewery. What's one of the beers you recommend they try? Probably the cream ale. Something light and easy. Start off easy. Cream ale. Okay. Uh, what's, do you have the name? Of, he's got a name? That's called, yeah, Crowbar Cream Ale. Crowbar Cream Ale. Okay. Uh, favorite brewery other than your own? <sighs> I, I'm going to take the fifth and say i like them all okay yeah how, how about this one how about this one we we'll, we'll scratch that one if you can collaborate with any other brewery on a beer who would it be um, i have a few but i i would really like to collaborate with my friend slack tie okay uh favorite style that's of beer. not to say i would, hey listen let me that's not to say i wouldn't with any of the others of course, uh, but you know, like we we were kind of piggybacking, like I said earlier, and following them along. So I just think it would be pretty cool. Gotcha. Favorite style of my favorite style of beer. I'm a dark beer guy. I like porters, stouts, black ales, things I, like that. So I love that's I love me a good stout. Yeah, me uh, too. Favorite name you've come up with for one years. Oh man, probably this sounds weird, but uh, probably the Scotch Bonnet, Scotch the bonnet. Scottish Ale, Scotch bonnet, Scottish Ale, because everybody thinks it's a pepper, but it's not. It's right. uh, Scotch Bonnet is uh, there's little Scotch Bonnet and big Scotch Bonnet. They're the two creeks you cross before you get into Stone Harbor. So that one always gets a lot of talk. All right. And you have one keg of beer to hold you over for a two-week quarantine. What beer are you choosing? Could be any beer. Any of the beers we make or any of the ones that are on tap right now? Any any beer in the world. Basically, your Desert, Desert Island beer. Oof. Man. Wow, that's a tough one. There's just some good beers out there. Uh-huh. Um, How about one? Got to be a dark beer. How about one of your favorites? One of my favorites, I would probably say the Porter, the Pump Pump Primer Porter. Pump Primer Porter. <laughs> I like the name. Awesome. Well, call it I got for you, man. Listen, I I appreciate you uh, taking the time to do this. I'd like to do it. Maybe sometime maybe we can do something in person at the fire uh, firehouse. See, at the yeah. brewery, Same uh, where thing. we can see some of the, <laughs> yeah, where we can see some of the stuff around and a little bit better atmosphere and and all that. Uh, you know, get some photos and things and all. We'll come down, hang out on the fire truck and ride around, hoot and holler, blow the sign. Around. Nobody bugs us around town. In <clears throat> the, the police are pretty cool because they know who we are and what we're doing. So. Right. You know, come down and, and, and just act like a crazy fireman, like, you know, and have fun. I'm with it, man. 
I'm absolutely willing. Once again, thank you. Thank you. Bring some, bring some of your boys with you. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure I know, I know a couple of guys immediately that would be all in on this. Um, but thank, thank you for, I know you're on vacation. I know you, you don't get many. So appreciate this greatly. You taking out the time to do this. Oh, uh, no, no worries, man. I do have a question. I was watching Bar Rescue while I was out here, and there was a place called Jack's That's Fire right. Department. That's right by my firehouse, yeah. Uh, I, my wife and I want to go there after watching Bar Rescue, man. It looks cool. It's a cool little spot, yeah. It's it's not too far from my fire. It's in uh, Sunnyside. So it's it's right there. It's right by me. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, she has a building in Paramus. Uh, she takes care of a building in Paramus, so... When she goes up next, I'm gonna go up with her, and we're gonna shoot over there. So, I'll I'll hook I'll text you if we come over. Absolutely, yeah. Stop by, swing by the firehouse for sure. Awesome. All right, I'm Mike Curtin for the World Order Podcast here with Carl Hughes of Bucket Brigade Brewery in Cape May, Cape May, New Jersey. Thank you, Carl. Appreciate it, brother. All right, thank you guys. Take care now. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to my interview with Carl Hughes of Bucket Brigade Brewery in Cape May, New Jersey. Whether you're passing through, you live in the area, just visiting a friend nearby, definitely check them out. If you're a huge firefighter buff, this place is absolutely for you. Give them a follow on social media and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Every other Sunday I'll be releasing a new episode, subscribe, and you'll never miss one. Check out our YouTube channel where you get to see videos of me interview all these lovely brewery owners. You know you want to. Also, give us a follow on social media, because why not? It's there for your amusement. And you might learn something, too. I'm Mike Curtin for the Brew World Order Podcast. You stay safe out there.